The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? engagement How long before gift? a wedding should I send out and save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to playoffs. check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to e-commerce SEO strategy week on the voices of search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro. And this week, we're going to publish an episode every day discussing everything that you need to know to modernize your e-commerce SEO strategies for 2021. Joining us for e-commerce SEO strategy week is Tyson Stockton, who is the vice president of services at Searchmetrics, which is an SEO and content marketing platform that helps enterprise scale businesses monitor their online presence and make data driven decisions. Yesterday, Tyson and I discussed the evolving SERP landscape, and today we're going to continue the conversation by talking about product feeds and Google Shopping. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings, and AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the second installment of E-Commerce SEO Strategy Week with Tyson Stockton, Vice President of Services for Searchmetrics. Tyson, welcome back to E-Commerce SEO Strategy Week on the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you, Ben. Good to be back again. Well, excited to continue our conversation. Yesterday, we talked about some of the user-facing changes that we've seen or that we think we're going to see related to the SERP, how Google's going to reallocate more real estate to take advantage of the growing demand for e-commerce. We're not going into the malls anymore. We're not going into stores as much. It's time to get better at shopping on our phone. And there's more competition between Google, Amazon, and some of the other big e-commerce players. Today, I want to talk a little bit about where Google is getting their information and what their shopping experience looks like and might look like in the future. Talk to me about some of the changes you've seen with Google feeds and Google shopping. This is an area that I've found particularly interesting because one, it's a little bit of like a groundhog's day when they started with Google shopping as being free, then it was paid. Now it's back to being paid and free. And then one of the things that we talked about a little bit yesterday was 
how there's this blended experience of paid and organic within the standard SERP. Within Google Shopping, we're seeing the same thing. So you have your standard kind of paid ads within it. And then now with the free product listing feeds, you also see kind of this like organic within shopping. I think that the shopping area is really just kind of scratching the surface on using it. Because from the user perspective, I rarely will go into Google Shopping, but all the time I'm searching different like products and things like that. So if I go into that and it's like, okay, so we see them starting now. And I think, again, they're just scratching the surface of how they're pulling in this information into the standard SERPs. But when you do that, you see that they have the popular products, similar related products, those product knowledge uh, graphs that we talked about. And a lot of those are all coming from the product feeds. So as they increase that inventory, now they're able to surface and introduce more experiences within the Google SERP. So I'd say the biggest part is we're going to see more bleed over from those two experiences. And so we're going to see more and more of the elements within the standard SERPs that have the Google Shopping elements. And then with that, it's also going to force us to start evolving and changing how we optimize and how we compete for that presence. So I think that there's two parts for us to get into more details. There are what the Google Shopping experience is. And then the underlying data that Google is collecting and distributing. Let's take the data feed piece first. What are some of the changes or tips that you have for listeners about how to address the evolution of product feeds? So with product feeds, it's interesting because it's not a new space. It's an area that has been worked on and there's companies that focus solely on product feed optimization. You can really take and kind of like steal some of the tactics from the paid side. But the difference here is with paid, and even though Google would like you to just bid on everything on your store, and I typically would always recommend people be selective of what you include in your product feed instead of just submitting everything. But now that you have this free listing aspect, it kind of opens up the gates again. But since it's only submitting selected information on the product, you're not necessarily optimizing the page in the same way that you do in traditional organic search. So it ties back a little bit to the whole Groundhog's idea is because some of the tactics with optimizing for Google Shopping and stuff is really not that different than some of the older SEO tactics that we've been doing. So give me some example of what those topics are and basically which hole is the Groundhog coming out of this year? <laughs> so with that, you're going to have this importance again of your title tags, kind of the descriptions, and basically all the different elements that you're including in your product feed. So it ties back to yesterday's conversation as well, because you're having to look at things like your reviews, the price, delivery options, all those elements for it. But then it's also kind of going back to a lot of the basics of SEO. So you have what images are you including in it, image alt text for those. And then you do get back into some more of like the overall page experience elements. But I think this is a great way to one, just really tighten up what you're submitting into the product feeds, really make sure and work with your paid teams that you're including everything in the free listings portions. And then also make sure that all of the attributes and elements that you include in the feed are also kind of buttoned up. And those areas are typically what I mean by it's almost like old fashioned or old school SEO. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. 
You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. I mean, it sounds like basic blocking and tackling. You make sure that you're filling out all the different columns that you're submitting about a product to make sure that the data is up to date. It seems like there's some new variables that are being included in Google Shopping that I'm seeing related to whether this is a product that has in-store pickup, whether it's curbside pickup. Talk to me about some of the variables that are relatively new that are probably important to the shopping experience. Some of them have been around for a little while, like the reviews, but certainly with this last year and all the changes with retail in general, with COVID and shelter in place and this and that, you are seeing in one of the newer areas is like types of deliveries, curbside pickup and shipping options like that. But otherwise, I wouldn't say that there's that much new that's being introduced into the structured data in that regard. So in your experience, how much does creating and modifying the product feed land on the SEO? And you know what are the optimization levers that they have to pull? So this is an area that I've had various conversations with other SEOs about this. And it still seems like it's an area that hasn't really been tackled or addressed from SEOs. And the reason for that is typically the paid teams are the ones that are managing these feeds and going into it. So as Google announced with this change, it's typically and what I've seen in a lot of companies is that practice has stayed within paid. But the problem or kind of like challenge that's created from that is obviously the paid team is going to be looking towards the ROI and the results from their paid ads. So they're not really as incentivized to look at these results in the same kind of vein or in the same perspective. So I would actually argue and really advocate for SEOs in the e-commerce space to be paying attention to what's included in those feeds. And I've had conversations where because there's this separation of ownership that people aren't including all the products in it may not be optimized as well as it can be. And it's just because it's been this notion of, oh, that's not mine. That's the other teams. Like I'm focused on these elements. So I think that's one of the biggest pieces is I see in a lot of ways that the actual free listing product feeds as being a strong SEO move and something that I would really kind of push that SEOs start to kind of own and have more influence on rather than the paid team. Now, let's move to talk a little bit more about Google Shopping. Earlier, you mentioned, look, as a user, I don't really use Google Shopping. I kind of go into the search listings and I'm not clicking on the shopping tab specifically. 
Do you think Google changes the priority of the shopping tab? Or are they really just using product listing feeds to modify the primary search results? I would say they're doing both. Within shopping, of course, they have this interest in the paid ads. So I think you're always going to see a bias and kind of a preference to those that are actually bidding on the products. But as they're trying to compete more and more, I think that experience will continue to evolve. I'm not quite sold on that it needs to be a completely separate experience because as Google's understanding the intent more and more, they can have more confidence of having that buy and intent, which would then blur the lines between the shopping experience and your regular search. So personally, I don't think it'll happen necessarily this next year, but I would not be surprised if whether it's late in the year, kind of going into next year, that eventually the Google shopping tab or experience fades away. And we just see that almost predominantly within the standard web search. I think it's going to be interesting to see how Google takes advantage of Google shopping. You know, we mentioned yesterday that our thought is that Google is going to be building more shopping functionality into the SERP. And so I'm curious to see and can't necessarily make a prediction I feel great about. But my feeling is that Google is prioritizing e-commerce and prioritizing shopping, not just because of the change in user behavior, also because of the pressure that they're feeling from Amazon in terms of competition for their primary business, which is search advertising. So that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Tyson Stockton, the VP of Services from Searchmetrics. Join us again tomorrow when Tyson and I continue e-commerce SEO strategy week talking about faceted search pages. Sounds fascinating. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Tyson, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Tyson underscore Stockton. Or you could visit his company's website, which is searchmetrics.com, or his personal website, which is tysonstockton.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out to us on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P.com. 
And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Oh,